the last conversation that I had with Dorminsu, I think it was I think it was only about a week before she passed away. And she didn't know and I certainly didn't know that she was dying and and uh, she knew she was unwell. That was obvious. And, uh, however, if I'd had known she was dying, I think I would have been so bold as to ask her, would you like me to talk at your funeral? And what would you like me to say? Because Dormancy was very straightforward. I feel she would have told me, I want you to say something useful. Don't come out with a load of platitudes that sometimes happens at funerals. And so I'm going to take the liberty today, if it's all right with you, to say something that I think is useful and I think Dorminsu would have thought was useful. And that is how to live a life that is full of blessings because her life was full of blessings. And if we don't have blessings, then it's quite obvious we're not happy. When I think about this, to me it seems like there's two types of blessings in life. One is the common and garden variety blessings that we would call goodness or wholesomeness. And then the other sort of blessing comes under the label of wisdom. And the Buddha was very particular about both these types of blessings. If we think about it, it's like, it's like cultivating these two blessings. It's like, having, it's like having two legs to walk on. If you just walk on one leg, well, due respect to those who've only got one leg, it's not easy. Having two legs, we go forward on one, then we go forward on the other. And so it is in our spiritual practice, certainly in the Buddhist teachings, cultivating goodness, cultivating wholesomeness is a really important source of blessings. However, that's not enough. We also need to cultivate understanding, and Dorminsu was very clear about that, which is why she wasn't just committed to being generous, which she was, kind, which she was, patient, which she was sometimes, Forgiving, which I imagine she was. I never had a problem with her in that department. However, Dorminsa also was committed to her meditation practice, which is the cultivation of understanding. And so I'd like to highlight these two today, as I said, this stage of saying farewell to her. That in terms of trusting in true principles and having faith in true principles, this is what we have faith in. I made that slightly derogatory comment before about those who've been brainwashed by the cult of materialism <laughs> because I do think that's what it is. There's a, a cult of materialism out there which dismisses the whole territory of the heart, of consciousness. And thankfully these days there's a lot of scientists who are saying that we don't understand what consciousness is. However, it's terribly important. Well, the Buddha did understand what consciousness is, and the great uh, followers of the Buddha understand the nature of consciousness, and encourages us not just something to believe in, but it's something to study and to investigate and to cultivate. So this phenomenon of consciousness, or what we might call the heart domain, or the spiritual life, is cultivated by these two forces, these two blessings, goodness and understanding, wholesomeness and wisdom. And we all have a choice. We can invest the limited energy we have, the limited time we have, into distracting ourselves 
and that's what the cult of materialism would like us to do, spend money on on things that are not really that important or that lasting, and ignore those things that are important and are lasting. Sometimes I hear people talk about you know, what, what you like about somebody, and they say, oh, well, he's funny, or, or she's funny, or... <laughs> Or they're good looking, and and you know, what what's so amazing about being good looking? I don't know. You know, Afghan hounds are really beautiful, but they've got no brains at all, haven't they? Really? And that those screeching birds out there, they're so beautiful, but they've got virtually no brains at all. A little weeny head, and they just they don't cooperate, they don't learn. And Sachina goes spraying them with water, and they freak out, and they go away, and then they come straight back again. And he sprays them water, and they go freak out and they run away and they come back again. They just don't learn. They've got no brains. They're very, very beautiful. So <laughs> the point being, what's so great about being beautiful? It's beautiful, yes. Like flowers are beautiful, but they die. They don't last. What the Buddha wanted us to understand was there are some things that last, some what we call true principles. And these are the things that are really worth cultivating. And, and I know from my contact with Dorminsu that this was profoundly important to her, the cultivation of generosity, the cultivation of kindness. And all of us here, I mean, people are here today, why? Because we remember the beauty that was the life of, of this person. In fact, this morning I, I, got, I got an email from somebody in Thailand. This is, some of you might remember him as Timmy Krishnan. 32 years ago, he was a slightly scruffy university student living in Edinburgh. I don't know, were you born 32 years ago? <laughs> Just. You wouldn't remember Timmy Krishnan. His mother's Thai, his father's Indian, and he was studying Russian, I think. These days, he's a very highly respected, um, well-known monk in Thailand, Ajahn Suripanyod. And he hadn't been aware of the passing of Dormensu, and so he wrote to me this message, he said, would you kindly read this out or please mention this to the community today? So he, he's remembering when he was a student, he said, entering their house, that's the Kuiper house, was like stepping into a different world from student life in Edinburgh. Minsu was so warm and friendly to me, together with Jody and Muriel, was a real solid rock in the Buddhist group back in 1989. How many years ago is that? 34 years ago. Last time I saw her would have been... 2017, the last time I visited Edinburgh, she was involved in some charity initiatives in her beloved Burma, if I remember correctly. Be well and be at peace, Minsu, with gratitude. Suripanyu. So that's just one of the many, very many people who remember the beauty, the goodness that was the life of, of Dor Minsu. The goodness, the wholesomeness, yes, that's well known. The other side of the blessings, which the Buddha was so emphatic on emphasizing and which Dorminsu was committed to was the cultivation of wisdom or understanding. And this is very different. It's a very different mode of living. Cultivating goodness is like it's like when you go to the gym, you work out, you do stuff, you lift weights and you exercise and it's got benefit and that's doing things producing, in this case, producing wholesomeness, building up a storehouse of wholesomeness, which means then when life whacks you with something difficult, 
as it does, we all get whacked with life. None of us know how long we're going to live. None of us know how long our friends are going to live. And when life whacks us with something difficult, it's our storehouse of goodness, in part, that we need to turn to. If we don't have a storehouse of goodness, of wholesomeness, then when life whacks us, we can fall over. And that's unfortunate. It's similar to use a mundane practical example. It's like if you want to do a startup, you might have a very, very good plan. In fact, I've got a friend in London at the moment who he's got an incredibly good idea for making a huge amount of money and being very, very helpful. A lot of people agree it's a very good idea. He's just short of a few million pounds to get the thing off the ground. He doesn't have the capital. It's a great idea. And so it is in life. There's lots of things we want to achieve in life. If we don't have the capital, if we don't have the potential, if we haven't built up the storehouse of goodness, then we can't achieve what we set out to do. So those blessings and then, again, as I was saying, the other side, which is this is not, this is not what we do. This is what we don't do. This is being. Learning how to be still. Be who we are. With ourselves as we are in the moment. Even doing goodness, even doing wholesomeness, if we're not careful, we can be running away from ourselves my teacher in Thailand, Ajahn Chah, talking sometimes, criticizing the Thai people, always making merit, making merit, making merit. He says, you guys are making so much merit, you're not going to be able to carry it. You've made too much merit, it's too heavy to carry. Back, my why? You're so busy making merit and being good and being virtuous that you build up what turns out to be a burden. The other side of it is wisdom or understanding, which is a different kind of effort. And it's not so much doing, rather, it's being. And it's a different sort of encouragement and that's needed. And, and Dorminsu or Digamaji, as I like to think of her, was very committed to her meditation practice. And she understood that even developing wholesomeness, even being good, is not enough. We need to be able to learn how to keep the goodness in perspective. We can even get lost in goodness. We don't just get lost in in pain and sorrow and sadness, we can also get lost in happiness. Dorminsu understood that getting lost is not an obligation. Getting lost is what happens if we don't pay attention in the right way, if we don't generate the right kind of blessings. Just cultivating the blessings of wholesomeness of goodness is not enough. Also cultivating the blessings that is wisdom is also needed. And what wisdom does is it, it works directly with the quality of awareness that we're living out of, the quality of consciousness. Awareness or consciousness, we can think of it as like, as like, that is a pollution passing through consciousness. Whose is it? It's gone. Very good. So there is a silence and then there's a noise which arises and ceases in the silence. Good example. There's the space of this room here and there's the specks of dust that pass through the space. Consciousness you can think of as like the space, or like the silence. What the Buddha wanted us to do was to know the silence, to know the space, so that the specks of dust, the sounds, whatever happens in awareness, happens in consciousness, we're not overwhelmed by it. Yes, there's joy, 
and we hopefully can enjoy it. And there will be sorrow. Hopefully we won't get lost in sorrow. There will be gladness. Hopefully we won't get lost in gladness. There will be disappointment. Hopefully we won't get lost in disappointment. There will be praise. Hopefully we won't get lost in praise. And there will be criticism. All of us, including the Buddha, receive criticism. Just now, one of the chants we were doing was about how the Buddha was criticized. And he overcame the criticism, the accusations, and all the attacks, the abuse that he he was, was thrown his way, he overcame it with wisdom. So on this occasion of saying farewell to our very dear friend, I'd like to invite us all, remind us all, and I think she would approve, to dwell on these blessings that we have the potential to develop in this life. It's a huge privilege that we have being born as human beings. Being born in a, in a in, in Britain, what a privilege. I mean, I think it's not a privilege the way sometimes people talk about it. It's a huge privilege. The good fortune that we have, the good friends that we have, the food that we have, the support that we have. So this huge privilege that we have to be born at this time with access to all the good fortune that we have, let's all honour it by remembering the opportunity to generate blessings, blessings that bring benefit to ourselves and also blessings, as we know, in Dormintu's life can be shared with others.